to a city that's set on a hill. Its ruler and maker is the Lord God above. Oh, I'm going to a city and it's set on a hill. And someday I'll be in heaven and there'll be no sorrow there. Oh, I'm going to a city. It lies four square. The gates are made of jasper and I'll see Jesus. Hello, everybody. God bless you today. This is Susan Puzio, and I want to welcome you to the Prophetic News Radio program. And we're moving our program over to Spreaker from Blog Talk Radio. We'll be on Blog Talk Radio for a few more months. And our program is on Spreaker now, but we should be fully moved over there shortly so also all our iTunes subscribers will automatically be subscribed there to Spreaker so also we have our book President Trump's Pastor and that's Paula White I know you're shaking your head (laughs) hard to believe and seed faith can a man bribe God starting tomorrow If you have Kindle or you can download a free Kindle app on Amazon so you could read my book for free for the next five days. And so I would encourage you to read it and let me know what you think. You can send me an email, susan at propheticnews.com or even write a review on Amazon. I think you'll find the book very interesting. There's some great documents in there that... Some of them haven't been made public in a public way. They've, they're public, but people don't talk about them so much. So anyway, those things are out there in our YouTube channel, Susan Puzio and Greedy Preachers TV. So today we're going to talk about the Great Reset. That's not so great. And what's going to be coming upon the earth We used to hear about these things, I guess, back in the 1980s when I first got saved. They used to talk a lot about this beast computer that was in, I think it was in Luxembourg or somewhere like that. And it seemed so far away that there would be this computer that would try to control the world. But we're not that far off from end times prophecies coming to pass. So we have our guest. Today is Jackie Alnor. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Susan. And it wasn't Luxembourg, it was Brussels. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Brussels was the beast. The beast was a computer. So that didn't quite work out so well. It's interesting you would bring that up because so so much speculation back in the 1980s and 90s, especially leading up to Y2K at the turn of the century, so many of those things look like a joke now, which is why yeah. I think we should have learned the lesson as far as jumping ahead too much. Like we need to deal with, you know, things that are actually, actually there and not try to, you know, perceive things that aren't there, <laughs> which is, you know, I think it's a lot of people, especially if someone is always having to be on the topic of Bible prophecy then there's a tendency to um, have to dig for for exciting things. 
when it's really not exciting. This should be a very sobering time. Not, you know, not a time that, you know, not, it's not a time for Sid Roth. No, you, you go, you think to yourself, this is awful. The things that they're planning, and you can't even believe people are so wicked to, to even uh, come up with these things that they're thinking about. And I, I've been thinking the last few days so much about the time that I went to South Africa, and it was in the, the 1990s, probably in the mid-1990s when I went. And the crime was so bad there because they were letting in all these people were just flooding into the country from all over. And they didn't have money. They didn't have jobs. And so it helped perpetuate the crime wave. And that's exactly what's happening here. They, they actually went into a church on Sunday. And while the people were there in the church, they came with guns in New York and, uh, they held the pastor up, made him lay down, and then they took everybody's jewelry. Uh. Yeah, and uh, then there was a Catholic church somewhere in New York where they came, and of course these tabernacles and chalices and everything are made out of gold, and they just ripped the thing out of the wall. Yeah. And so you you can't wear your jewelry. Yet you you're afraid for your car. Uh, they're stealing the catalytic converters off if you leave your car outside if you don't have a garage. And it, it, crime is really bad. Oh, we saw that big time with all the craziness in the going on during the Trump presidency, which you know had nothing to do with those following Trump, but had everything to do with the new, the true domestic terrorists at, with Antifa and BLM, which were burning down whole cities, taking over the police department in Seattle, and all those horrible things that we never would, well, we never thought we'd ever see that happen. But on the other hand, we never thought that we would see it happening with no, with, with, with nobody paying the piper for it. You know, they got off scot-free. BLM had millions and millions of dollars that the Democrat Party put into their pockets so that when um, any of their people got arrested for, you know, for, for looting the Macy's, they would immediately be bailed out. And, and then what happened during that time? Then they decided, okay, uh, we, no, no one can prosecute for, um, for shoplifting unless it's under, yeah. what, what was the dollar amount? Do you remember now the new dollar? Dollars. No, it used to be, but now I think, I believe it's 900. Oh. And, and the funny thing is, it's not so funny. Uh, we were at the store. I was at Home Depot the other day, uh, and um, when I went to the checkout stand, I was buying a bird feeder, so it was, you know, kind of large. And the man at the checkout stand says, "Well, do you want a bag?" I said, "Well, yes. I don't want it. I don't want it to look like I ran out of the store without buying it. If it's not in a bag, don't want anyone coming after me." He goes, "Well, we can't come after you anyway." I go, "What?" He goes, "Yeah." No, we we can't we can't arrest shoplifters anymore. <gasps> yeah, that's what he told me. This is at Home Depot, uh, and, and so and so the crime is now tolerated as long as it's coming from the right, but it, or, or the left is is it's okay. But you know, as we can see from these silly January sixth hearings, which is a circus that that nobody. 
people are calling peace, the peaceful protests, they're calling those things uh, insurrection, but they would call the, the riots peaceful protests. You see, it, it's, it's a whole switch over on, on language. It's, uh, you know, calling evil good and good evil in such an extreme way. We never perceived that back in the 20th century when we were looking at, you know, things that, that looked like they could be leading up to the, uh, uh, you know, to what we see in the book of Revelation and the times of, you know, the tribulation. We, when we were looking at those things back then, we thought they were so horrible. And now the, 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 that's nothing compared to what we're seeing today. We never thought we would see this kind of, of violence and and injustice and chaos being tolerated. In fact, I just was watching this thing on YouTube yesterday, which was a documentary on life in the 50s. And I thought they were going to look at nostalgic things like family and all these good things. No, they just ripped the 50s apart all over the place uh, because of the, the Korean War or one, one thing after another. And the one thing they really ripped on was that um, that back then there was Joe McCarthy, uh, you know, the senator who was seeing where where communism was infiltrating uh, Hollywood and infiltrating the uh, um, the education, you know, higher education, all this kind of stuff. And I don't know how the person said that with a straight face. Because now they've taken over Hollywood and higher education. Yeah, Joe McCarthy knew what he was doing. They don't. They there's some people that really tell the truth about what he was doing, but obviously we can see where this whole where there's really a communist takeover. There was, and he was right, and it, and now it's in full bloom. Yeah, and now not only have yeah now now you you get in trouble for you know for for any words that you say if it if it insults the the you know the the communists that are taken over in this country so they they're the ones that want to get rid of 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 capitalism you know and and join in with the new world order and destroy our economy and all these horrible they're, things they're, and they're doing it they're doing it yeah and they're trying to they're they're succeeding in in uprooting the whole the whole world system because again they want this reboot and uh as you as you were saying you know the 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 great reset and it sounded uh, at first like well like oh that can't happen that's ridiculous but then we saw as this whole you know plague hit and everything started um they started grabbing more power and um that indeed they are getting somewhere with it. And that's because they have some people in high places in the palm of their hands. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's all, it's all progressing in the most ugly way. Now you get in trouble if you make the wrong face. Remember that, that young man who, who, uh, con who was confronted by that Indian banging a drum in his face. Yeah. And, uh, and he just, he didn't say anything. He just smirked at the guy. Yeah, I, I, well, that, I didn't understand that whole story. It's like, what did he do? <laughs> they were making they were making something out of nothing. Yeah, they they Whoopi Goldberg and all of them got on there and said the guy was a full this this how I don't know he was a teenager. He didn't say he anything. was a, he, no no he smirked. He had the wrong face. 
facial expression. So even even that, of course, you know, he got he he was redeemed, I guess, in court. They couldn't, you know, they had to drop the charges. But how ridiculous for a look on your face or a react the wrong reaction to the agenda of of the the shadow government that is now coming out of the shadows. And as it comes out of the shadows, it's now taking power. And everybody can see it. And at least the, those that have, you know, those that still can think for themselves can still see it. Yeah, they, yeah some people can see it. and uh, But there's still people that are cheering it on. I don't know. What's it going to take? For people to open up their eyes, because I'm not saying one party is one political party is better than the next, because they all have their agendas when it when it comes to politics. So, sure. I'm not looking to some politician to save the day, because we know who Superman yeah. is, and uh, yeah. it's not any politician. So, uh. It, more than ever, we have to help people to come to know the Lord because you see this great deception. Of course, we see it. We can understand it because our eyes have been opened. But there's so many people that are deceived and they ha- they seem to have the power to put you in prison, to silence you, to close your bank account, to take your credit cards away from you. It's very, very frightening, really, what you see going on. I saw some. Oh no! Look what happened to those Canadian truckers. They had they they lost all the money that was that that they had collected on GoFundMe. Go GoFundMe just kicked them out and took their money. Yeah, PayPal just did that to somebody yesterday. Somebody. I, yeah. I don't remember who it was, but. I know, and people, you know, and those who are outspoken against these weird, you know, weird regulations and everything that are coming about, you know, those people are having, they're they're closing their bank accounts. And so that's where you have to, you know, I'm surprised that, you know, some of us can even stay on on YouTube because that's just another. Well, how much longer because now they're going to censor any speech about abortion. First, they wouldn't let so you talk about yeah, the vaccines. That's right. Now that's they're, right. They're not going to let you have any certain speech about abortion. So, yeah, who knows how long it's that's going to last? People, well, people like to be on YouTube because it's popular, but there, there's got to be another avenue. The other ones don't really get that many views. The other channels, but yes, but of course, you know, now if you say anything, there's all these different ways of communicating with, with that we all communicate with one another as is we can all especially Christians but even like you say even just non-believers who are politically on the right can all have not only their their public voices muted but talking to each other yeah. can is is soon going to be very difficult especially when you think about it even um you know the ones who own all of the 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 cell towers and everything they're all listening to our conversations yeah. you know and might not like what we say privately well sure they can turn off your phone if 
they want right them. right i don't i don't put so. anything past them but the thing is we have to learn how to be content with the lord because we don't know what the next thing is that they're going to do and so we have to keep our eyes on jesus because who knows when the next lockdown is going to occur and when you're not going to be able to go out of your house. So you, you have to learn how to enjoy your house. <laughs> yeah. And whatever yeah. you have, the beauty that you have, the, the beauty of the sunshine and the flowers, and we have yeah. to try to enjoy every day, even though there's so much going on around us that for the, for the time that we have, we're, we're not so involved in the chaos like some people are. We see it, but it ha- it hasn't really hit. We, I, but I think to myself, I don't know when it's going to hit. So, uh, but I'm just going to carry on until they silence me or they silence other people yeah. like ourselves. That I, I, I'm just going to carry on until the day comes, and then when it comes, that's it. Yeah. Well, you know what? What I guess the the, the subject or the, what we all should be talking about is is what will we do? Because I know that a lot of the prophecy teachers are, you know, expecting a, a rapture to happen pretty soon, and I sure hope it does. But if it doesn't, then are we prepared for, you know, all of these powers closing in on us and dividing? I mean, the devil. That's what's that old saying? It's divide and conquer. And so the divisions are, are, are getting worse than ever now where, you know, there's so many people that families that are being divided over some of these issues. You know, I think this, uh, this abortion thing, this Roe v. Wade thing has just stirred up more controversy and, and hate, you know, uh, against yeah. those who... But then again, yeah. with family, you, you don't have to bring up those topics. Sometimes it's better when you're uh, not to discuss some of these things that are going to bring divisions. Try to get to the the place where you can talk about things that don't divide, where you, you don't have to separate your families. Because it's true, all of us have unsaved family members they don't, yeah. they don't think like us. No. We can't expect them to think like us because their eyes haven't been opened. When, when, you, when you're born again, your eyes are open. to. The, it's like all of a sudden you see the world as it really is and you're not searching anymore for anything. So sometimes it's just best not to get into arguments with people over. Well, that's true because in, unfortunately... You you can't make them see see things from your perspective no. if they, if if they have bought into this so called wokeness. Yeah, and I mean, I have um, you know a family, a, one of my siblings, I will say, who and this was years ago. I who hasn't spoken to me in many years because of my faith, truly, and uh, and she would tell me, and I would try to you know I knew that she was way on the left, and I didn't want to stir up, you know, trouble. So I would just try to talk about things that, you know, 
that we might share the same ideas on or whatever. And she she just melted down on me one day and said, uh, "Say, because I because she goes, you know, you know, I'm as far opposite as you are, and oh, and it's hard to even be around you." And I told her, I said, "But I, what did I say that offended you?" She goes, "Nothing." She says, "But I know where you stand, so I know what you're thinking." <laughs> you know, what do you do with that, right? Yeah. I you know. know. I, yeah, I know. Well, light repels darkness. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people, though, there's some people you can't get along with, and you could try as hard as you can, and you're just, you just can't get along with them. And so it's better to, the Bible says, just to try to stay away from strife. It's better to live on a rooftop. Yeah. Than, uh, with strife in your house, so it, it we just have to learn, I guess, how to speak slowly and to think about what we're saying because the people do get easily offended. That is oh, very it's much true. worse now. Yeah, it's much, it worse, much now. worse today than it was in the 20th century when you know when we were watching things happening that you know that big beast. It's so funny because that beast in Brussels was so huge and that was so many stories high and that's what made it so sinister. But, uh, you know, the truth of the matter is it's the micro, it's the micro computers that are yeah, the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. Well, we never but thought Brussels, we, we would have all these things in our, when we were yeah. young, we never, I was thinking about that yesterday, how this pastor friend of mine, Back in the 1980s, he was talking about car phones. Oh, the next big thing is going to be a car phone. And we were looking at him like he was from outer space. A car <laughs> phone? <laughs> and now everybody's got a phone in their car with their cell phone. But, yeah, things. I know. When's the last time you saw a working pay phone out? <laughs> they took all the pay phones oh, yeah, out. you don't see pay phones. Anyway, I wouldn't use a pay phone. Now, you couldn't pay me to use a pay phone, but, but uh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Yeah, things are, things are very weird. Just when you see uh, somebody was driving down the road and they put their windshield washer on and the washer fluid flew over on another car and the car came and shot the guy. <gasps> oh. And wounded i think the the wife was sitting in the passenger seat and she was wounded yeah just for doing that so and you see these people attacking each other at disney world and oh i and, know uh, at ball games people just have, at, they're going at, crazy at fast food restaurants or even at denny's i mean it there's you know and then of course there's more racial tension that 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 we saw it's worse now than it was in the 60s during the civil rights era, that was more peaceful than than things are today, well, because of all the race baiting going on. Well, yeah, and, it's because of television, and uh, well, it's not hard to get people stirred up. You can get people stirred up pretty quick, quick with your rhetoric. So that's yeah. why uh, we have to be careful that we don't get people stirred up to the to the point where they want to hurt somebody. It's just like we talk about these preachers and we talk about these con artist preachers and whatever, but we don't ever want anybody to do anything to hurt these people. 
No, and, no. Uh, but you're you can get people stirred up with rhetoric. It doesn't take much to get people to yeah. hate. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the prophecy that the love of many would wax cold. Yeah, and and we see that. And I think you know another thing with oh the divisions in the church are so bad. And I mean, there's some, you know, Jesus said that he, he came to bring a sword. He came to divide, yeah. you know, he said, do you think I brought peace on earth? No, I can't brought division. And that's exactly what we see today. But within the church, you know, there's, there's some, just such obvious churchianity fakeness, you know, I, I like, like, you know how you get those ads that pop up and because they, the Facebook algorithms have. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See that we're Christians, so they throw us ads for every horrible, crazy yeah. thing going on. Yeah. I, I, I got this ad for this church that is just starting up. Oh, they had this big to-do on their ad that popped up on my Facebook page. And, oh, Austin has this great new church, and it's talking about, uh, you know, all the greatest, the, the greatest worship team. And this is, of course, you could, you could see the, you know, the guy by what he's talking about. He's, he, you know, the pastor is all how you, how you can reach your potential and blah, all this kind of stuff you see. So, you know, by the language that it's a, it's just, as I put it, cause I put a comment on it. I go, just what often needs another huge Christian uh, community center. <laughs> They're not, they're not going to be ready. They're not, they're not getting the people ready for what's coming. That's the, no. that's the, that's what frightens me is they're back to having these mega church meetings and, and they're back to playing church and, and, uh, they're not getting people ready for reality for what's coming. And so, it's very important while while we can do what we're doing to encourage people to get into the word, ha- get close to Jesus and get what you need from him because you're not, there's coming a time you're not going to get your affirmation from other people or your, or your uh, public Bible teaching where they, you may not be able to go to these buildings in the future. But so you know you I have to get close yeah. to the Lord. And of course there's that other element and that is the the tendency in the church to say, well we can't be critical of of diff- various churches and everything and they're the ones that even get mad if, if we are critical over the Roman Catholic Church, which is in such a, a an, an, you know, they're part of the Great Reset. They are, you know, the Pope. Wow, did I don't know, did you catch that? Um, yeah, I could play. That, I just have a, I think I have a short clip here of this. Yeah, well, he's doing it now. Play it. You can see it now. It didn't. I don't hear it. Uh-oh. It didn't record properly, but anyway, yeah. Well, the thing when I listen to that clip that I found funny is there—he's all upset. This uh, Taylor Marshall, 
about the Pope bringing paganism into the Catholic Church, but yeah, what do you call those relics and those dead bones that you have laying around these churches? <laughs> I know, I know. He's, I know. He's draining it, map swallowing camels. Yeah. But, you know, of course, as that clip showed that the the Pope has gone so far as to really embrace paganism again, and as he did with the Pacamama situation. And, uh, you know, he was part of calling on the circle of spirits, <laughs> you know, with the, with the engine chief, with the war paint and feathers, yeah. calling for, for some... Blowing on a turkey some, bone, he said. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. He had, had an old turkey bone. <laughs> and so, yeah, so the conservative Catholics are pretty upset about that about that trend, and yet it's been there all along. It's been there all along, yeah. You can go into... Like you say, when when they bow before statues and dead bones, what do you think you're doing? Yeah, and Jesus in a wafer. Yeah, right. Oh, I know. Oh, gosh, he was so upset that something happened. I don't know, it was a recent show with Taylor Marshall. He was upset that they did some these bad priests did something bad right in front of the tabernacle, right there in front of where Jesus is laying in state, laying in state. I'm going, what? <laughs> well, we, we believed he was living in that box at one time. <laughs> Especially laying in state. That's something you say about somebody who's dead. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe wow. what I was hearing. Poor guy. <laughs> I know. So, so you can't help but feel so sorry for them. How could they, how could they, you know, not see the obvious when, um, when they're so upset? If, you know, of course, the other, the other conservative Catholics, like, you know, recently, um, Michael Voris of, of, of the Vortex, you know, church militants was denied entry into this gathering of cardinals and stuff in the Napa Valley in California. He went out there. And, uh, and they, they, at first they gave him a pass to go to this conference, you know, this, of, of the car, of the Cardinals. And, um, then they barred him and wouldn't let him in. And so he was all, all upset about that. So, I mean, they're trying to, they're trying to stand against some of the worst things that are going on, but then they overlook, then they, then they, then they say, well, let's say a quick prayer to the Queen of Heaven. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. See where that gets you. It's crazy, but when you're blind, you're blind. So we we have a big job to do. So I'd like to see the churches focus their attention on getting people ready for what's coming and winning the lost. And uh, yeah, it's the, that's the important thing right now because. Well, we need to win the loss because the time is coming when Jesus said, let the wicked be wicked still. And uh, when is that? At what time does that happen? Yeah. It is, you know, when when the door to salvation is shut. And, um, you know, I, I think the important thing is to to strengthen one of one another. Yeah, that's, that's an, important. That's another, yes, it's important. It's not just getting the loss saved. 
it's holding on to those that are because we're not in this all by ourselves. This is something that we're in it together. Yeah, that's really and, true because you can't see, you see these, uh, you see all, all these divisions with people that know better as far as they know the truth. And yet they get a platform on the internet or something and then they become critics, but they can't take any criticism. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I can know a few of those. So, okay. Uh, if it's the right type of criticism, but just, you know, tell somebody off for no reason, you know, but, uh, yeah, we have, we have a big job to do, but that's it. We need each other. And so we may not agree on everything that everybody believes. And, uh, but if you know, somebody's a real brother or a real sister, you you can't destroy that person. I, and I see that happening and that upsets me because you can't just, we're not supposed to destroy people. And, uh, no, as a matter of fact, iron's supposed to sharpen iron. Yeah, you know, if if somebody has a blind spot to something, or you know, maybe it's maybe it's not a salvation issue, but it's something you know, yeah, like some a trib or post trib or right. some things like yeah. that that are it's not yeah. worth arguing over. I'm not going to argue with somebody over those things. Yeah, false no. teaching, heresy things that really hurt people. Yeah. Then I'll say something, but yeah, I'm not yeah. going to argue with somebody over. Yeah. But yet some, some yeah. people who are listening and into both sides and maybe they're getting such a bad influence at a church they're going to or something. Then, then as the Bible says, we who are spiritual, correct that one, you know, and with humility and watch to yourself, lest you to be tempted because the devil has a deception set up for each of us. Yeah, exactly. And he customizes it. Exactly. They're custom made. Yeah, exactly. So you can't uh, think that you've arrived. And uh, we see too much of that in the churches, the pulpits today, with the pastors, or, or not all of them, but some of them are so puffed up. And they can't receive anything from anybody. Yeah, yeah. And so... There's trouble, but there's there are so many things that need to be reformed in the church, and you hope and pray that God raises up more reformers and that they don't compromise. Because I see I see people that I know that are have been great reformers, and then they compromise, and yeah, it's tragic. It really is because we need all the strong voices that aren't uh, going to compromise the truth, no matter what. No matter if you get a job or you get a position or if you're popular or whatever. That yeah, well, and the important thing is that we all stay in the word because yeah. that's, that's how we all need to test these, test these things yeah. by God's word yeah. and hold back to that which is, which, which is good, which is true, according to the Bible. And, uh, that, you know, there's too many people who test things according to their catechism. <laughs> that doesn't quite Yeah, or, or the pastor that. said, because I, yeah. I was thinking about this whole tithing controversy with Creflo um, and how many years Creflo was teaching the wrong thing. 
but it was because he really wasn't reading. He was getting up there and he was teaching what he had heard maybe Kenneth Copeland say or Kenneth Hagen. And they, yeah. usually these guys do that. They just regurgitate what they heard from somebody else and they don't right. really do an in-depth study. And so then right. when they really when they really read it from themselves like I did and you see what the truth is, so then you have to apologize to people and say, well, I, I've been teaching the Bible here for 30 years and <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I hear there, that but, enough, though. but really, you know, there, there are gray areas where people can get into a lot of speculation and it's not always healthy, but at the same time, there's some things, you know, like I was saying, back in the 80s and stuff, there's all kinds of speculation going on that looks silly in retrospect, you know? Well, yeah, there's but a there's, lot of speculation, but yeah, we can't speculate, yeah. though. You there's a tendency to do that, yeah. like, like I, I said before, in the in the Bible prophecy circles, and 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 there's and, and that's another issue for someone who has a, a daily radio show and things like that, and they have to get guests on, and they don't always know everything about their guests, and I've seen some ugly fights going on. Well, you add so-and-so on. Well, he teaches this or that, and, I, you know, we both know one, one person we're talking about and, uh, that, uh, you know, had uh, gotten real trouble for having Jonathan Kahn on. Well, Jonathan Kahn has proven now that his harbinger and all of that was was bogus. But anybody who gave him an ear before anybody knew some of those things ended up being, you know, pushed aside and said, you know, why would they have this person? Well, because they didn't know. You know, some things you can see in hindsight that wasn't known at the time. And and then some people have to, you know, they have producers who say, okay, today you're talking to so-and-so and and, all right. And, uh, and so I'm the producer, I'm the producer of my show. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm not going on, I'm not going on any radio where they're going to tell me what to say. I know, but that's not the way that, that Christian radio operates. No, that's not the way they operate. No, but they should operate that way because there needs to be more strong voices on these channels, but yeah, you see a lot of speculation, especially in prophecy, but they do it to sell books, to sell videos, to sell CDs or whatever they're selling to, and they don't really care that they're speculating because it adds drama, and uh, people love prophecy, so yeah. Well, and that's it, but you know, and I tell them, you know, that there is so much that's going on right now you don't need to get into the speculating part no, of it. No, you don't because... need to speculate because it's it's out there. But let's play right. this, uh, let's play a couple of these audios. This first one by Glenn Beck. Oh yeah. Let me get that one. And then we'll talk about it. Seeing companies like Tesla to shut off people's vehicles at certain times of the day or certain locations. Nothing. And if Elon Musk wants to keep his company, he'll do it. If not, they'll either dig up some dirt on him uh, to make him go away, and then the board of directors, who's much more friendly to the government, will take over, 
or they'll just destroy the company through smears and the stock will fall. Um, this is, I've told you, if this happens, it'll be time to run for the hills. But get a load of the last one. The president may invoke the International Emergency Economic Powers Act to deal with any unusual and extraordinary threat. This gets so insane, I'm going to quote the Brennan Center directly regarding what this could open up. Quote, this act confers broad authority to regulate financial and other commercial transactions involving designated entities, including the power to impose sanctions on individuals and countries. Now, could we talk about the sanctioning and charging of American citizens here? No, that would never happen. Does this does this company traffic in fossil fuels outside the U.S.? Can we put them in jail? I mean, how far can an administration take this? How far could it bend? Does this media company deny climate change is an existential threat? Does this host deny climate change is, the, is, a, is an emergency that has to be stopped at all cost? Or is it just Russian propaganda? Mm, can we take them off the air? How about putting them in jail? Does this company post negatively on social media about, you know, oh my gosh, look who wrote the book about, is that foreign propaganda? Can we put him in jail? And if you think Biden and his puppeteers won't have the stones to do this, if you think this is crazy, watch this video from the campaign trail. Holding them liable for what they have done, particularly in those cases where you're underserved neighborhoods and you, you know the deal, okay? And by the way, when they don't, when they're deliberate, put them in jail. That's what I, I I'm not joking about this. I'm not joking about this. Put them in jail. And he's not joking about this. Kind of has a new scary context now, doesn't it? I can't stress this enough. This has been pre-planned. In their minds, they have less than two years to get this done. Biden's press conference on the heat wave last week was a warning. It is coming. Consider how bad things have to become after just two years of Build Back Better. Now imagine two years from now. And you know what? Four years is an interesting timetable. And I say that because that is exactly how long it has taken for this to completely cause the collapse of another country. We've seen it. And it is the case study of what could happen here. And, you know, it's funny because the World Economic Forum bragged about this. They said four years ago, look how we're going to make this country rich. And then when I talked about the collapse and pointed out that they were the architect of it, by the end of my radio show, the World Economic Forum had made that article disappear. It's magic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If they're not going after the, the, the individual who doesn't go along with this climate change, you know, get rid of fossil fuel thing, then they want to go after the companies that use fossil fuel or whatever. And that's how they're pressuring the current manufacturers to stop making gasoline engines. Well, they also gave them 
billions of dollars to do it. So you uh, you see that they're saying that these uh, Klaus Schwab and these people from the New World Order are saying that they don't want people to have, everybody should think about whether they should have a car of their own and they want to stop people from driving so much. So who's going to be able to afford these electric cars right now? They cost fifty, sixty thousand dollars and who knows how much they're going to cost in the future. So most people aren't going to be able to afford one of those cars. It's to stop people from traveling and everything. It's to keep everybody in place so they know where you are at all times. Yeah. And then, so it's really sinister. And, you know, Glenn Beck, you know, we can throw a disclaimer out there that he's a Mormon. He's a Mormon, so we're not endorsing Glenn Beck. It's just he was talking about this not-so-great reset. So it's Exactly. He kept pointing to it. It's a news program, news, so. Right, but he did not want to say the word "great reset" because that would trigger the algorithms and yeah, get him yeah, yeah. off of YouTube. And but see, that's where we're getting now—that we have to self-censor, or we'll yeah. be we'll be you know cut off exactly. from communication. Exactly. You see, and that has come a long way. I mean, back when we first heard about global warming, warming. Remember when um um what was that old VP's name? Uh, was it John? No, it wasn't. It wasn't John Kerry. Al Gore. That's right. When Al Gore had that film about uh, about the global yeah, warming, yeah. yeah, and we were all, you know, ago thinking, well, is this, you know, is there something to this or whatever? You know, I'm I'm all for clean air and not polluting the planet, but this global warming thing is, uh, according to some some scientists who follow the the different patterns of of our sun. It, it's just following those certain patterns of of when the sun is really active and when it's not, and we're going through an active period right now, and so that's why we're you know we're seeing some high temperatures or extreme temperatures, and so then we would then you know, but we never knew back then that that was a setup. It it was a setup to take full control for for the deep state to take full control of the planet to keep everybody locked in place. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that they could uh, do this, they call it, oh, what did, uh, I didn't include that clip, but Glenn Beck had some funny name. Instead of the great reset, it was like like the giant do-over or something like that he was calling it. Yeah, so well, I, don't, get I don't like crazy. your do-over. I like my life like it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't yeah. really want you coming and telling me I can't have eggs and I can't have dairy and I can't, you can't eat meat and, and, uh, you can't have, you better gasoline. eat bread. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no I, don't, gasoline. I don't want your reset. No, I like, I like my life was going along just fine <laughs> until you came into my life. Let's yeah. Play this. I'm going to play this clip from from energy prices in their homes. They had a no heat, put gas in their cars. They couldn't just serve up a mea culpa and admit, okay, all right, what we're doing is, I mean, it's really not working. It all had to be Russia's fault. These are the fruits of this concept. 
This is what happens when you radically change energy, food and monetary policy. And they know this. They expect the pain. Then they look the other way and search for a patsy. Check this out. I want to show you now a deleted article on the official website of the United Nations. Benefits of world hunger. And I quote, hungry people are the most productive people, especially when there's a need for manual labor. Yeah, now it's a real article making the case that it's actually good for people to go hungry because it motivates them to work hard for those in the privileged classes. If you read on, you find out that this is all satire. Quote, for those of us at the high end of the social ladder ending hunger globally would be a disaster. If there was no hunger in the world, who would plow the fields? Who would harvest our vegetables? Who would work rendering the plants? It's, it's, uh, you can't believe it. Yeah. Well, you know, and this is what's happening all around the world. There are riots where people can't get any food. And, um, you know, in, in various countries around the world. And so, well, you know. the fertilizer in Sri Lanka. Yeah. They made them use a fertilizer that the crops weren't growing as good as the, uh, they were. So, the, yeah. And here we have, have yeah. food, food shortage. And, and, you know, what's the guy's name from uh, Microsoft? Not Microsoft. Yeah, Microsoft. Gates. Oh, or Gates. Yeah. Bill Gates. He's buying up all the farmland. Well, China, too, is buying farmland. They bought a billion-something yeah. acres. Or, no, they spend $62 billion or some, some amount. I don't know exactly. To buy up the farmland. And it's been reported that we're selling all of our uh, our reserved gas and, and oil to, to China. That was supposed to be ours in case of war or emergency. And uh, that's been reported also by, you know, people like Tucker Carlson and some of the right-wing um, pundits who are looking at these things and also selling... Um, you know, off our weaponry or sending it all over to the Ukraine where we have no, no defenses anymore in our own country. Should someone attack us? Because all of our weaponry is sent over there. Well, they left $82 billion worth of oh, weaponry no. in Afghanistan. I know. I know. And now, and now they're shipping out the rest of it to Ukraine. Yeah. And how do we defend ourselves if we get attacked? We don't even have our oil reserves and we don't, you know, to, to, to yeah, we can't even run our tanks and we don't even have any tanks to run because those are in the Ukraine. So, I mean, this just looks like we're being set up and uh, for, for, you know, who knows who hates us. You know, we have various the people, you know, who want to well, take over the world. And people, people yeah. that are living right here. We don't need any foreign enemies. Yeah, I know, but we got to be here and there. We have them, but we have people right here that are tearing everything apart the way we knew it. They're tearing, tearing it down. They're going after children, babies, to teach them about gender equality or whether you're a boy or a girl. Like a six-year-old or a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old needs to worry about that. Am I a boy or a girl? Let's put that thought in their mind. 
So that's another thing a kid has to worry about when they're growing up. And so we have enough enemies right within that are working with the globalists to destroy our way of life and the things that we've known. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. It's hard to watch it happen, and yet it's happening in countries all over the world. So yeah, it's not we, only we here. It. Yeah, so we can see yeah. it's, it's a it's a plan, a plan. And uh, here's here's an audio from Schwab. Out in uh, November, but what we know is that we will end up with many more unemployed, and uh, particularly also people in the gray economy, which are not counted for, uh, who lose their jobs. So we will see definitively a lot of anger uh, already now, but probably increase by the end of the year, uh, because this crisis will be with us until we really have found a remedy. So um, we have to prepare for a more angry world. And uh, how to prepare? Uh, It means to take the necessary action, to create a fairer world, um, to see that uh, we provide everybody with uh, decent access to the health system, um, that we make sure that those people uh, who are really left behind, uh, and I'm not speaking only on national levels, I'm speaking also internationally, if I see now, Uh, the tragedy in some of the emerging countries like South Africa, like some countries in East Asia. I think it's all, uh, I I don't have too many remedies. The the remedies have to be discussed through dialogue by the stakeholders of our global system. But um, I just see the need for such a dialogue and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. Yeah. yeah, and he did that. He said international. Yeah, yeah he, he doesn't he doesn't want to limit his power to to his home country of Germany. No. <laughs> Why is it always Germany? What's yeah, going on exactly, with Germany? Exactly. <laughs> Holy. It's true. Yeah, it's it's weird, yeah. It's very Yeah, weird. I mean don't they haven't they learned by their mistakes of their past that when they get into wanting to rule the world they get into trouble? Well, we're supposed to learn from the mistakes of the past. I th- any, <laughs> any wise person would. But so, when you're power so he thinks, hungry, I don't know. Yeah, but, but then they're the ones creating a situation that causes the violence, and here he is complaining about, about the violence. Yeah, yeah, they create it, but that's their yeah. motto is order out of chaos. And yeah. So they're creating the chaos. Things were rolling along fine here in this country and then they started to create all the chaos yeah and uh so they're doing a pretty good job of tearing down what's been built but it's all in god's plan so we know that the bible says these things are going to happen and we can't be afraid we just have to carry on and enjoy our freedoms while we have them because we don't know how much longer we're going to have them. Let's play this clip here. 
But he said, uh, in 2021, animal farming is one of the history's worst crimes. Huh. So he uh, speaks to Klaus Schwab and uh, tells him what to say. And we see the World Economic Forum, the UN, everybody else, Agenda 2030, all going this particular direction. Animal farming is one of the worst crimes. First Timothy chapter 4 says, in the last days you'll be commanded not to eat meat that has been uh, blessed by God. The doctrine of demon is what the Bible says. Okay, listen to this. Alex Newman rightly stated in an article reported by the Epoch Times in September 2021, the UN held the Food Systems Summit, which emphasized the need to leverage the power of food systems for the purpose of achieving all sustainable 17 development goals by 2030. So that's why everything is going this way, by 2030. Wait till I share, I'm going to share something else with you from, uh, uh, it's going to be from Dana Wigington here in just a minute, or Dane Wigington, excuse me, that you really need to hear uh, that, Folks, it's almost alarming. If you don't know the Lord, it's alarming. But uh, Alex Newman went on to quote uh, this UN summit, Food System Summit, and here's quote, everyone everywhere must take action and work together to transform the way the world produces, consumes, and thinks about food. Then he went on to say, uh, basically, it's a very similar quote to uh, what Henry Kissinger said, but Alex Newman went on to say uh, they knew or they know that if they control the food supply, they control everything. So you wonder what's going on with the farmers in Netherlands, now in Canada, in other parts of Europe. Kind of makes me wonder why these farmers were killed in South Africa, that maybe it wasn't a race thing after all. There's so many questions I have, but folks, listen to this, as reported by Greg Hunter from USA Watchdog, and, and uh, he's talking, he, he's quoting Dane Wigington. So uh, he, he says here, claim, uh, climate engineering researcher Dane Wigington says, says the extreme drought conditions in the U.S. are caused by man-made weather modification called geoengineering. Now, I subscribe to uh, Dane Wigington's email, and I get his geoengineering reports, and man, um, you got to pay attention. But listen goes on and says, it's not some naturally occurring event, but an engineered drought catastrophe. Wigginton says, after decades of climate engineering, things are getting so bad that millions in the southwestern United States will be without water sometime in 2023. Southwestern United States, that would speak to uh, where I am. But he says 40 million people. Wigginton explains the mainstream media and official sources are doing their best to sweep it under the rug, we are talking about 40 million people that will be impacted by the drying out of the Colorado River Basin and uh, tributaries. Folks, you got... Yeah. So then what are we going to do when there's a drought? When these well, and when, well, there is a drought, but what happens when all the water is gone and Lake Mead is no longer you know, functioning for, uh, the, you know, the dam creating the electricity. <laughs> Can you imagine Las yeah. Vegas going deaf? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Whoa. They want to run everything on electricity, but they don't know what they're doing. No. They don't care. Like you say, they want to create chaos. 
to uh, get everybody under their under their thumb and and uh, y- you know I, it's it's such tyranny. Yeah, and it's I'm, tyranny. Yeah. What happened to our love of freedom? Why do we want tyranny? I, I you know, you that's why you can't help but think that there's just this, you know, blindness that maybe it is supernatural. Maybe God has put a blindness on those to to believe the lie yeah. for those who have not the love of God because. It seems rash. It, it, it's so irrational that people can think this is that this is a good thing, and the majority to go along with such stuff when it is obviously sinister, evil, and dangerous, and and makes our future look pretty bad. So it, I, so it has to be a supernatural blindness that God has put the scales on these people's eyes because this has to play out. And, uh, and so if they keep, I, it reminds me of the scripture about Pharaoh hardening his heart and then finally God hardens Pharaoh's heart. So when you have the population hardening their heart, you know, wanting the freedom to kill the unborn child all the way to the third trimester, right when they could live on the outside and kill him on the inside, how can, how can anyone rationalize that in their own mind unless, unless it's been the blindness has been put upon them because they wouldn't love love truth and wouldn't love Jesus. Well, yeah, how could you? Is right, but then again, for for many years, Democrat Republican presidents have allowed the sale of the aborted baby parts. Yeah, and the oh yeah, it's both sides of that. Yeah, yeah, both sides have done it. So, yeah, yep. How can anybody? rationalize any of that and no no and then how could they promote vaccines that are made some of them are made from aborted baby dna yeah how could anybody rationalize that so yeah yeah there's been a real slippery slope and uh there's there's a there's been a lot of deception as far as what's gone on with the governments of the world. Of course, we're grateful that God has his government and his government is righteous and he, truth, we have the truth. So now we're just seeing so much come to light that it's kind of hitting us all at once <laughs> I know, I know, and how fast it's moving along yeah, is, how is fast, yeah. you know, it's it's shocking, and but at the same time, it's all the more important that we all stay in the Word and stay linked to Jesus and and understand His will for our individual lives because we do have when we're born again, we have a personal relationship with Him, and He will close doors no one can open, and open doors no one can close. And so if, as long as we're in his will, then we're in the perfect place of his will for us. Even if his will for us is for us to be martyred, we have to be willing to even be there if that's where he puts us. Because we, you know, you know, this has happened in the past. Look at Stephen, you know, the first martyr. Boy, <laughs> God sure put in his mouth what needed to be said. And look what, look how they reacted to him, right? Yeah. So that could happen to us in these days. 
because these are these are going to be worse times than it was back then. And look what they did to the Christians back then. Oh, yeah, they sure did. I, I saw the Colosseum in Rome. They used to throw us to the lions. Yeah, that, I know. That was sport. That was sport. So, yeah, we don't. We ha- we just have to be prepared for for anything, but then again, we can't be afraid, and we have to be able to enjoy our lives as much as we can while we still have some good times. And yeah, uh, but be ready and be be strong and courageous. But I wanted to play this last clip here about atheism. The government funding of atheism. The Biden administration is using the power of the executive branch of the U.S. government to fund belief systems around the world that are classified as protected in the Bill of Rights, essentially picking and choosing state-run religions. Under the Biden-appointed Anthony Blinken, the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Democracy, Human Rights, and Labor has issued grant money to promote atheism and humanism in South Central Asia, the Middle East, and Northern Africa, with individual awards up to $500,000, all totaling in the millions. Atheism and humanism are both official belief systems protected under the First Amendment's right to religious freedom, which also forbids the U.S. government from establishing a state-run religion. Why does the Biden administration feel as though they can violate the Constitution and promote one religion over another? In objection, Republicans accused the State Department of designing grants meant to, quote, shatter local religious and cultural relationships, pointing out that Democrats and leftists would without a question oppose money being sent from the State Department to foreign Christian religious groups. So why is the Biden administration doing this? They want to appear as if they are accepting and tolerant of various religious beliefs, the true spirit of the Constitution. However, in giving out these grants, they pick and choose state-approved beliefs by excluding funding for certain religions. How can the State Department proclaim to be accepting of all while ostracizing Christians, Jews, Muslims, and other religions? Clearly, there is an agenda behind promoting only atheism and humanism, because these belief systems are more compatible with the state. Both exclude God and focus on man as the source of divine power, setting the groundwork for a communist world government system. Or is this being done to provoke Christians into advocating for their own religion to be pushed by the sword of the state? In a Hegelian dialectic meant to demonize Christ and divide the country even more in their beliefs before synthesizing each side into a new beast system. Yow. <laughs> yeah, yow is right. Yeah, well, you know, when when the 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 Church of Satan has been recognized by our military as a a protected uh, religion in the military, and so they have to have their uh, demonic priests be able to uh, you know do whatever incantation services they run up with. That's been the case. For many years now in the military. Yeah. Boy, and look at our military now. Oh. Please. Now they, they, they wave the rainbow flag. Well, they're saying they can't, 
they're having trouble getting people to join, which they will. They will have trouble, but they they're they've got these robotic drones that they're using. So they'll probably develop other ways to to fight because yeah. they're not, yeah. they're having. I think unless they initiate the draft again, I think most young people don't really want to go and get shot up. Uh, well, there has been talk of them going back with the draft because of not having enough people yeah. signing up. And that would include women. Women, they want their equal rights. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> well, this generation, anyway, I don't think it's going to work. For this generation, they're, they're. Uh, I don't think they're going to do it in mass. Even when we grew up, when we were teenagers, and there was the Vietnam War, people didn't want to go to that because it wasn't a just war. We weren't fighting to really protect our country, and so yeah. uh, some people just didn't want to go, and they were forced to go because they were drafted. But there were still so many. Conscientious, uh, conscientious objectors, sure, and uh, people that could try to get out with medical things, but yeah, yeah, I know. It's funny. It's not so funny. But back in the day, many guys went and they had to be interviewed when they were called up into the the draft. They claimed they were they were homosexuals, and that got them uh, disqualified. Well, that doesn't work for them anymore. They can't no, use that. No, it won't work for them anymore. No, but they're they're the they have a whole heap of trouble, really. The uh, the powers that be, they think that things are going to work out for them, but it won't work out the way they the way they're planning it. It's not going to work out, and that's no. that's going to be an eye opening event for them, for the people that follow this whole beast system and follow the, the, uh, antichrist. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it'll be a very sad day for people that don't accept Jesus and follow him. Yeah. Well, I know because even, even as all of these man-made issues come up, then there's the, the natural order of things that seems to be going out of whack and we're, it seems like we've got an asteroid heading our way every other day and we've got so much space junk in our orbit. We never know when something's going to you know, fall from the sky. No, you don't know. You really don't know. You don't. Yeah. But we, we're well, going to, we're going to carry on till he comes. And, uh, yeah. that's our program for today. Jackie, where can people uh, reach you and uh, they you tell the people about your new book? Yes, well, everyone can go to, to christiansentinel.com and, and you can sign up for my newsletter. I do a monthly newsletter and you can sign up for it there. And it all has archives of my past articles that I've written. Or you can find me on Facebook. Just look up Jackie Allner and send me a friend request. And uh, go to Amazon and uh, and see my new book, which is The United States of Israel. And it's a look at where America fits into end times prophecy. So uh, I encourage everyone to read that book. It, it may seem controversial on the outset, but it really isn't controversial. I, 
I stick with scripture and, uh, you know, seeing where America is involved in the end times, even if, if our country isn't named by name. And, uh, Anyway, but well, you can read all about it. Obviously, it's involved in the end times. Yeah. Oh yeah, we can't debate that. <laughs> I, know. I know there's there's but people there who say people oh, that will yes. Yeah. No, I I think we're we're big players. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Anyway, it was great to be with you, Susan, as yeah, usual. You too, Jackie, thank you so much for coming on, and God bless you. My pleasure. Bye. Okay. Bye. All right, everybody, that's our program for today. But be encouraged because Jesus Christ is Lord. He is King. And he's going to get us through whatever we we have to go through. And I, I think to myself, there's so much going on. But I'm going to try to enjoy what I have and... Uh, try to enjoy my days for what they are. And I think for all of us, that's a good way to live is we know what's coming. We know what's being planned. But as long as we still have some of our freedoms and we can enjoy our lives, the lives that the Lord has given us, we can have peace with that. Because we we can get so caught up with the cares of this world that we can uh, be no earthly good. And so we're still here on the earth. And when when Jesus decides that he's going to take us home, then that, that'll be our time. But until then, we're here. And so we have to make the most of our time and work until he comes and do what we can to build his kingdom. Because his kingdom truly is righteousness, peace, and joy. But you might say, well, Susan, that's fine for you to say, but I've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of my life, and I don't really understand what you're talking about. But the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. Romans 3.10 As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans 5.12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5.8, but God commendeth his love toward us in that, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. Romans 10, 9 and 10, how can I be saved? That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Salvation is a free gift, and it's not difficult for God to change your life. When you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and you repent of your sins, God 
forgives you of your sins and you can be born again and have a brand new life. You say, well, that's too simple. It's simple. It's simple because the price has already been paid for you. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, he died for your sins so that you could have a brand new life and that you could have a home in heaven. And God really will give you a new life. And he will put all of your sins in the past and you can put them in the past too. Accept the free gift of salvation today. You'll never be sorry that you did. Never. God bless you all today. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in, all, all our listeners around the world, Australia, Canada, United Kingdom, South Africa, and the United States. God bless you. And stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might.